things like that. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, I got... Man, you're just surrounded I've with got, people today. I've got everybody. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Greg's here. Yes. Good morning. Uh, Happy Festivus. That, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, good. Uh, we have Andy Campbell with us. We have uh, Kevin Overmeyer with us. And I feel pretty special. Because you, sh- you, you should know, be. Nobody... Nobody wanted to hang around with me when I was a kid, Kevin. So uh, well, to have so many people that are spending there's three of us some time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and it's the first time that nobody was forced to hang out with me. So um, you are just blessed today, Rusty. Yeah. We're just here to wish you a merry well, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, my parents used to pay people to come. And go, would you go and hang out with him? He's so it's just makes us sad to watch. Uh, yeah. And we don't get paid. We do it out of the kindness that, of our hearts. Exactly. That's right. So I just wanted giving. to dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just want to come in and see him dance. <laughs> okay. I just want to come in and see her dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Kel, uh, Greg and I are just over here. You guys were bebopping around, don't oh, lie. I yeah. saw you kind of bouncing your head see, and grooving a little. At, at the high school dance, you would have been the guys like actually out having a good time. Greg and we, I would have been. Yeah, we're sta- against the wall. Yeah, we're standing next to the punch bowl. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, I really used to be able to spin on my head. Oh, really? Yes, I was a dancer. So, so that is kind of funny. I taught my kids when they were little, too. We used to have dance parties. Wow. Yeah. That's up a notch. <laughs> That's a beyond my pay grade. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got wore out looking at those. The last here. time I did it, though, I was pregnant, so I haven't spun on my head since. <laughs> and she's thirteen now. So That's impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you could have done that. Um, wow. I I mean, gravity would be I, know, man. Wow. I, I'm telling you, that is a. Okay, show's over. Thanks we for are, yep, that. Time to go home. We are so the lesser So when I say weight, I want to dance the in the sex. mornings, I'm serious, guys. We, I love dancing. We to are dance. the weaker sex. Yeah, we. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we can't top that. So thank you for listening. Uh, anyway. Time to go home. Yeah. So uh, we're out of here, Rusty. It's all yours. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so do you want? Do we want to just jump right in, or we what? we want to? What do you want to do? You're, you're the co-host. All you. No, decide. you're the you're the guy behind the soundboard. Listen, so I just get to, I just get told what to do. That's you, all I do. So, Kathy hasn't sent you a text yet or anything. What you should be doing? Well, I better check. Actually, you better yeah. check. <laughs> I, actually, I didn't know Greg was going to be here today until Rusty. Yeah. I talked to you what Tuesday? I Tuesday. think you called me. Yeah. Normally, because you had a problem. Yeah, and I solved yeah. your problem. Now you did solve my problem. And now we have two guests, and it's like yeah. I told you on the on the phone. You are just you're a problem solver. That's that's who you are. <laughs> uh, sometimes maybe. Uh, and let, let's just put that out there. Just you know, you're very you know uh, 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 modest about it. But if you have a problem, call Kevin. He'll fix it for you. I mean anything. Yep. Yep. Problem with your nine kids. three six four zero yeah. nine six. Problem, problem with your kids. Any deeds acting that need up. done. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the one ACDC wrote that song. Right. Right. <laughs> He's not going to respond. I know. No, no, that alone. He's the go-to. Yeah. So uh, it is a chock full of information show. Um, it's been good so far. Yeah, yeah. A lot of. A lot of uh, very useful stuff. Yeah. I'm um, googling pregnant woman spinning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at one point in my day, I was a great. We we competed on ESPN. I've danced all over. Wow. It's been truly yes. So 
I am amazed because I I was in the theater years ago. That's what I was going to do. And I had one dance class because it, if you're going to be in a musical, you kind of need to know how to... That that little rhythm? Yeah. And I, while you want to be in those rich, deep plays that mean something, if you want to actually make a dollar, you got to be in a musical. So... I go to a dance class. I have the first one, and she asked me not to come back. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She she says, there is nothing I can do for you. You're just going to have to. So uh, I always admire anybody that can actually move. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Spent many a years yeah. teaching and dancing. Well, that's, that's Up in cool. Crown Point? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That is cool. I that's never knew that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't either. So chock full of information. We learned something today. That's the first information we got. Um, excuse me. <coughs> I have to clear my throat yeah. there. Uh, Greg is here. He's going to be talking to us about economic development around and the other, yeah, economic development stuff. Thing, yeah. Um, and Mandy's here to Mandy. talk about. Um, you know, it's been four years since she was elected, so it doesn't uh, seem that long. Ago. I know it so, went by really fast. Yeah. Next month is the filing starts. I think it's January fifth. I believe. So I have to declare that I am running again for county council for District 2. Well, at uh, yeah. applause, studio, applause. Audience. <laughs> studio audience is very pleased. Yeah, they are. Um, talk about your four-year experience. I mean, obviously it was good enough that you want to do this again, but... I feel like we're still learning. I mean, a lot has happened in the last three years. We're going into the fourth Um you know, learning the budgets, which is way different, even with a business degree, than what you take classes on. County government is definitely a league of its own. Um, learning what what accounts can be switched to others and transferred and what can't. Um, it is a big learning curve. But, no, it's been good. The communities have been amazing. Um, we just – I just feel like maybe my time's not done yet. Well, was, you okay. represent which townships? I have Walnut Green, Tippy, Union, and then part of West, so the southern part of the d- district. And the there are some council members that are voted countywide, but you are voted by those people that live in that district. Yes, you can only vote for me if you live in our district. So it's the at-large folks that are countywide, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this election is all district seats okay. starting when we in January. So the next one will be all at large? So I think it's you, it's Steve. Me, Steve, John and, John, and Heath. And Heath. That will all be up. Well, you're the only one that's officially declared that you're going for it again. Well, so. they, they'll start trickling in, I'm sure. <laughs> but what was, the, what was the most surprising thing? I mean, I'm sure you went in thinking that this is going to be this way, and then maybe some things got that you didn't expect. I would say how things are funded. You know, some federal, some state, some county. I mean, learning the funding mechanisms is definitely um, interesting, but also sometimes very complicated because it's it's not black and white some days. And some stuff's grants, some stuff's just, you know, you have to do matches. So there was a lot of things that um, as I was, you know, just a regular citizen, I had no idea. I had no idea how much roads cost. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a big learning curve. Yeah. I mean, I know that's always a topic, but that was huge because the cost of roads 
depending on how they do them, is very, very expensive for a mile. Um, I think that was probably the biggest eye-opener, and then budgeting and the funding was probably the second. And that was an eye-opener to me. I mean, it's been 20 years ago now, but, you know, thinking um, people were always complaining about, well, my road is up, and then finding out what it costs to fix it was just, I couldn't even believe it. I have to say that truly has been one of the most craziest things to learn is how much a road really costs. And that, that's funny because you look at it and you say, well, you know, just throw a little stuff on there and roll it out. And it's funny. But I knew it was expensive, but I didn't realize it was that expensive. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I mean, it's insanely expensive. Yes. Um, so, um, uh, I, and you probably, coming, coming from business background, mm-hmm. it, this is different business. This is completely different. Even in business school, you know, you take nonprofit classes on accounting and you you do a little intro to government, but until you really sit down with these budgets, there I don't think there's anything like county government that can even prepare you for what the budgeting really is. Um, it's a lot of hours spent looking over. I have to say, you know, as a council, there are a lot of hours that go into into the budgets, you know, before a budget hearing, you know, and just all the departments that put forth their time and, you know, that that working together to try to make those budgets work. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. Let me tell you, many hours spent looking at budgets. How? I mean, just out of my curiosity, I know you guys go through those things Mm -hmm. in a fine-tooth comb. Line by line. How many hours would you just guess that you spent going through that? Off off the... Off beforehand? Four to six, maybe more. Then then going into full days of budgets, and then you go back and you re-look and spend more hours, and then, you know, then you go back in for the cuts. I mean, so... You're looking at a couple days yeah. total but by the time you add up hours yeah. that most of us spend looking at the budgets, um, you know, because sometimes we do have to make cuts. And then you, I mean, and it's really hard and you literally go through it line by line and it's a hundred and something pages. And the other part is the, I know department heads or whoever's making that budget. I, I I know from people who've done budgets before, it's a nightmare for them. Right. But you're going through how many dozens of them? Do- I mean, like I said, it's over 100 pages yeah. when we look at it. Um, and, and we are lucky that most of our department, I mean, most of our people who submit budgets, they really submit good budgets. There are some that we know they're not going to ask for anything unless it's a dire necessity. So that does help. Um, but still, line by line, because sometimes it really is dollars that have to be cut not just the big dot you know and people don't realize that sometimes what's been the hardest thing about the last four years for you dealing with commissioners <laughs> <laughs> well since he said it and i don't have to <laughs> no i think it's um the hardest part probably is is learning the flow you know because council is a little different than the commission i mean it's just really everyone learning the flow um, and there's some things that people think we're in charge of as council that we're not. It is a commissioner item or vice versa. So learning how to to take that and then kind of redirect to where it is. And also listen, though, because, you know, even though it may not be my my actual, you know, quote unquote lane that I deal with, um, I like to be a resource. I mean, I get calls sometimes that says, who do I buy my cemetery plot from? And yeah. so I, you know, I'll take that call and, and I'll put them with who I, I think. And then I call back and check up and say, was that the right person? You know, yeah. just trying to really be a resource for the community in regards to learning who, who, who really does what. I was just about to ask you, do you think the, uh, 
obviously that kind of answers my question. Mm-hmm. The cooperation between all the offices and the council and the commissioners. I, I guess you feel that's really important. Oh, it is because not only is it important for us to work together, but it's also important for our, you know the citizens of Marshall County. Um, that we all we all do try to get along and everyone works together and and sometimes it's not fun you know when you're cutting someone's budget you know but but the next day you know it it, it is unfortunately something that sometimes we have to do um, just depending on tax rate and money from the state you know it it's not necessarily in our hands of what might have to be cut um, we try our best to you know to really do it as financially sound as we can. Right. Um, but yes, teamwork between department heads, employees of the county, the commissioners, council, everyone, that is really, really important because it does make a big difference when we go into those hard meetings and have to sit around the table. Well, I imagine it, it also becomes uh, important in, how do I put this? Um, you you probably need to put aside maybe, uh, the word I want is not on the tip of prejudices or agendas or whatever if you're going to hammer something out you got to be willing to say you know i don't think you're right but you're right here oh you have to be willing to listen to both sides because you know there's four sides to every story i always used to say three but i really feel four now that you've been in county government a little (laughs) bit uh you know because um even if the right thing isn't what you know you may want sometimes we do have you know you have to make that you have to look at what's best for the county in which i really feel you know we do we really try to put what's best for the county um and some topics are hotter debated topics and some have you know different things but in general i mean when when your council and your commissioners your department heads your employees and everyone can work together that really does make it a lot better I was just going to say, you know, they're the hot items, but are you surprised at what the hot items are? I mean, how much uh, how much time did you spend in the, in the media? Well, I'm sorry, the fake news media or whatever we are, <laughs> looking at the stuff that, that, you know, people were discussing. I mean, obviously, you got to have some uh, uh, knowledge of, of what's important to people, what the hot buttons are. Oh yeah, and my and and a lot of people call me and and I answer and I return calls and discuss with citizens of what they feel, you know. And and we all know we might not see it, but but I do listen and and then sometimes I learn something new that I didn't know. I mean, when the jail was a hot topic, I bought, I can't tell you how many books on different jail systems, prison yep. systems. My husband was like, "What is going on?" you know, cuz <laughs> the bookstores kept delivering. I did speak to people, you know, people who had been in jail. They called and off. I mean, like I really tried to research topics. Um, you know, roads, you know, when roads is a hot yeah. issue. So, you know, you talk to the people down at road school, you you talk to the highway department, you talk to the commission. I mean, you I I like to learn cuz then I can at least make an educated decision if I have no idea what it may be. Um, you know, looking at the budgets, looking at the numbers, I spend a lot more time probably than most, but I do, um, I do try to learn what those topics are because I want to make the best decision I can make for Marshall County. So it's kind of like a continuing education opportunity. Yes, but on random things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because it doesn't all have rhyme and reason. One, one year it's a jail, one year it's ro you know, it's, um, you definitely you can't stop learning when you're in one of these seats because um, there's always something new coming at you or or a new way to do things. You know how we how we do roads is different now than when I first started. You know, so right. um, you know there's always 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 something to learn or to improve with. Yeah, what's what's been the 
the best part for you in the last four years? What, what has been the most enjoyable part? Meeting so many people in our county. Getting to know me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all... That, 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 that could be the worst no. part of her job, that's, is knowing me. That's a universal. Yeah, yeah everybody in Marshall County, yeah. you know, wake up and Doesn't, think, God, yeah. I know Kevin. <laughs> and those who don't wake up every morning say, man, I wish I knew that Kevin yeah. over my guy. <laughs> He's so cool. John Grolick has a lot of those. And John, John, become best friends. Oh I'm my gosh! That. I should never have mentioned his name. He'll probably pop in. Hey, I'm going to. I'm saying that oh, yeah. he'll, 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 he'll pop yeah. in. He's I like hope uh, not. he's uh, like the, the famous uh, mystery guest. No, I made some mistakes, but that might have been one of my <laughs> biggest mistakes just now. Oh, that's too funny. So back to the question. What is I, the I have enjoyed meeting so many people in Marshall County that I didn't know beforehand. Um, even not just my district, but just all over because yes, I'm voted by a district, but, um, I, I do love to meet people from all over and, and hear opinions and to, to know if someone agrees with something and, and people call for both. I've had calls that, Hey, we really agree with how you voted. And I've had calls that say, Hey, can you tell me why you voted that way? You know, and then we have a conversation and, and, um, just try to always, answer my phone i try yeah uh, oh yeah i know what you mean yeah. um i think you may have already answered this at least a little bit but you know what process do you use to decide what you're going to do because you know everybody has a point of view about everything but you're the one that has to make that decision how do you, how do you go about that process of coming to that decision some decisions are not easy yeah i mean truly because even though they may be better down the road, they may not fit now, or they might be good for now, but they may not fit down the road. Um, a lot of research, um, a lot of going to people who may have more knowledge in that subject than I do to learn. Um, I do reach out to some of my constituents and ask questions, because if I know they may know a field, then then that gives me a different viewpoint that I might not have had. Um, I really, really try to be open-minded and then look at the facts. A lot of times it comes down to numbers, which isn't how the, isn't how the public sometimes wants you to say that, but, but really there's a lot that comes down to numbers and how things can be funded and financed and, and processed through and, um, and what will be best for the County, not just today, but five, 10 years down the road. And, and sometimes it, sometimes you're, you don't know how some things didn't make it through. And sometimes you're like, Oh wait, we voted for what? But in general, you know, you have seven people, and we all have different opinions, and right. um, and and that's. But I do very much try to keep an open mind, and there are things I have voted against that I may have been for, but I couldn't justify, right. yeah. you know, yeah. or or vice versa. I had to vote for because I couldn't justify not voting for it. Is it frustrating to you? Because um, I look at this, and I'm not in your seat, but I watch <laughs> you guys in your seats. When a person or a group is asking for, demanding something, and they clearly don't really quite understand what's going to happen if they get it, how do you go about sorting that out? Because you know, we want this, and you know, ooh. That it may <laughs> not be. It's not going to be. I know what you're saying, but that may not be a good idea if you look further down the road than your nose. Or, or even sometimes your hands are tied by yeah. not. You know, yes. I, and I, I was going to ask, is that was that an eye-opener or just that, how that much is dictated your, yeah, by, by policy yeah, and I'd like by to funding. do this, but 
DLGF yeah. won't allow it or the state won't allow that. Well, and we've had that recently with some of the funds. You know, yeah. there we there were things that some of the council wanted to do and DLGF said, no, that's not how it works. That's yeah. not where those funds can be spent. Right. Um, so there are times that the public doesn't understand that we make those decisions based on what our state statutes are and what yeah. we have to report to the state and to the federal government. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, when you get those calls, you, you know, I just say, like, here's here's where we're at. And, and like Greg just said, there are there are people higher than us that say yes or no. <laughs> in DLGF, they come in and audit. And, and if they say, no, that's not how we want those funds spent, then we can't do that. And we had that happen this year. Yeah. More than once. We did. And I know that was an education for me, too, when I first started covering county government was – and this goes back to the business not being quite like government. Yeah. If you're in business and you need to buy advertising and you've got extra in your transportation budget, just throw it over there. But, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the budgets in the county and say, hey, we've got a, a downfall on uh, 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 health department funds. Well, we'll just grab some of this over here from the road and just throw it over there. we got extra. It does do not it. work yeah, that no. way. It was a mild winter. We didn't spend as much yep. plowing yeah. snow as we thought. Yeah, so so let's just throw that over there. Throw that over there. It does not. And and I and I think too. I didn't realize that when I before I sat in this seat. I I won't lie. You know because I had a business degree and, and same like what you're saying. Well, if I have extra in something, I can I can move that. Well, with the funding for the county, there are things that you accounts that can be transferred to other accounts and there are some that they cannot and they have to be like items so there's a lot of different funding mechanisms that are not easy to explain um i feel like i finally was my third official budget this year was grasped most of that concept um i still ask a lot of questions though because i don't want it to i don't want to make the wrong decision with with county dollars for the constituent you know like those are taxpayers dollars um but yes, that was really crazy because each line, you know, they're numbered and certain numbers can be interchangeably transferred and some cannot. So you can't you can't take from one department to another and and make that work. The DLGF will definitely be knocking oh, on yeah. our door. <laughs> yeah. Um how do you feel com- or the company? <laughs> uh, it's gonna County. be gonna be a long day. It's Christmas, right? <laughs> we're, we're 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 so close. Well, it's all that head banging I was doing the music <laughs> from all the dancing. Yeah. Um, what kind of financial shape do you feel the county's in? We're in good financial shape. We're in a way better than than most of the state. I mean, we do a really we do a really good job. Um, but that's all the hours spent in with the budgets. That's all the hours spent in between all the meetings when. When different departments and different different we sit on different committees and or departments also from the county as liaisons, you know that's a lot of hours spent with some of them to make sure that all those budgets work and that the county is in good shape. Um, our our goal is always to make the county the best shape that we can. Yeah, what do you feel is the biggest challenge for? I know you don't deal with the things Kevin deals with, but from your seat, what do you feel is the biggest challenge for the the county? coming up here in the future i think though with how COVID has affected i i almost wonder how our tax dollars from the state for you know the um the gas tax and all that might be affected because as we keep going out you know more and more people are working from home which will affect our gas tax we had a whole year where everyone pretty much worked from Mm -hmm. home in you know at least half of the county because um you know i I think down the road some of the, the dollars that we were used to receiving will will be different and they won't probably be as nice as we've received so far. 
um, which then affects budgeting. Um, because when we don't have some of those dollars, we can't, we can't do everything that we may want to do. But down the road, I do think um, the money we're, we're receiving or we had been receiving will, will be less, unfortunately. You know, that's something that I don't think uh, a lot of people think about. And the, but the other part of that is is that I've always been amazed when you guys are making budgets – you have no idea how much money's coming no. in. You have no clue what you're going to get. No, we, we 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 go off of a good faith of what we've received or what we feel, um, but you don't know until after the budgets are set. And and, and that that sometimes as a business owner is nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that I'm dealing with other people's, you know, money that you don't have a complete idea. And they change it on us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They change it on us all the time. And, and what we've received before is different. And we've started seeing that this last year. And I think we'll keep seeing that for a while. Um, that, that that those dollars are not going to be the same. But we don't know what the difference may be. Yeah. And that, so as we do budget, sometimes we're a little bit more on the cautious side than other counties because we want to stay in the good. Yeah. Then, you know, and, and it, it's easier to do that than to tell someone later, hey, sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, we can't have the police at your house today. We don't have enough money for them. Right. So, you yeah. know, so so our we do we are more conservative as we're doing budgets probably than a lot of other places. But we do that because we don't want to ha- we don't want to be so surprised by some of the dollars that we've been used to receiving to be changed dramatically. Yeah, one of the things that always bothers me is when uh, you hear folks that uh, they're wasting my tax dollars. They're just screaming about you're wasting money and this. I have been in those budget hearings, and you guys literally—I've said this a hundred times. I'll say it again. You treat that like it's coming out of your pocket. Oh yes, because if I I, I do because I, I I do feel the fact that these are taxpayer dollars and. Um, you know, and our our job is to to use those as financially sound as we can. And some stuff like like Greg mentioned before, we we don't have a say so over what we have to pay. There are certain things in our budgets that are they mandatory, be, yeah. and even if we would want to cut them, we can't. You yeah. know, there are things that we are tied that are federal, state, you know, regulations and and rules that we have to abide by. Um, but yes, we do look at it like they're our own dollars. At least I can say I do. And I know I would say all of us do like if they were our own physical dollars, how would we want? Because, because we also are taxpayers, you know, we're taxpayers. We, we we're business owners. A lot of, you know, we're we're taxpayers in our County. So we want it to be the most financially sound that we can be for everyone. Yeah. I think the highlight of my, uh, budget hearing, uh, coverage was the day that Ralph Booker, I forget what department it was, but somebody had bottled water for like 50 bucks for the year or something like that. And he's like, do you really need bottled water? There's a water fountain at it. And I'm like, you actually looked at it that close that it's like, do we need to spend that 50 bucks? And you know when someone's changed their budget from the year before, then you also look at what have they really spent. Then you also look at if they have a a big ticket item or something out of the ordinary coming down the road because – that may be why they're asking. Oh, we go through. And you got to remember that one person's waste of tax dollars is another person's fundamental expense. Oh, you know, yeah. they You're rely right. on the. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's all subjective too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we try really, really hard. Um, like I said, those line by lines and the hours spent. I would say this year I spent over two days worth of hours on oh, budgets. Yeah. yeah, total. I mean, really. Um, 
and there's some who spend more. I mean, um, but when you compare from what they've spent last year to this year to what the funding may be for this year, I mean, there there is a lot to look at. Right. Um, and a lot of it up in the air because, as we said before, the tax dollars aren't set until nope. long after your budgets yes. are done. Um, I'll give you one last one. Sure. Why, why do you want to be on the council? What, what's your vision? I want what's best for Marshall County, and I feel like we're on a good trajectory for some growth, but we're also really good about investing in ourselves right now. Um, our community has has brought in some some new businesses, new people, new families, you know, um, from I think we're on the right path. And I enjoy I enjoy being able to represent what I call our southern district of the county. You know, I, I truly do. Um, I, to be honest, you know, when I first ran, I was like, is this where I'm supposed to be? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to lie. A lot of prayers were said and I was like, yeah. okay, you know, Lord, if this is where you think I need to be, then it'll, it'll work out. Um, I still feel that way because right. I still feel like there's still work to do. And I still feel like, you know, I'm still a part of that work at the moment. And I hope the County sees that. Very good. Yeah. And I just, I, I truly love representing our County. Yeah. I really do. Okay. Um, this County has become home in the last 13 years and it is truly, truly a place that I do love to be a part of. She's a very integral part of our Crossroads team, too. She represents the town of Argus. She's the treasurer Mm -hmm. of the Crossroads team, and she will be treasurer next year again after we have a vote in January. So... Uh, and but, there's a lot know. of exciting so, uh, crossroad work being done yeah. in Argus, man. It, there, it there is, is. And, and and you know, yes, I represent Argus on that, but I also um, look at what all for the county because, mm-hmm. man, oh man, do we have a lot going on? That yeah. is so awesome. And um, who would have thought a few years ago when we started there would be so many awesome projects in our county that we have? I mean, the next few years as those p- projects start. Because the first year you don't see anything because right. it's all the engineering work, the architectural work, you know. So the public's like, well, what's really going on with Stellar? And then as years two, three, and four come up, you start to see projects having popped up or been improved, um, which which is really, really cool because all, there, there have been years and years of work for so many in the county. Over hundreds of people have at some point been involved in the stellar process i mean it, it is no small feat there are yeah. a lot of people that have invested their time um for the growth of marshall county you know um we we, we want to we attract we want to attract we want to attract for people for housing we want to attract for businesses we want to attract for students for our schools you know we and we're, we're set to do that yeah which is wonderful yeah yeah I, you got to learn to start telling us the whole story. I mean, I didn't know you were on the stellar. Team, oh, so, yeah. You know, that, as a as a media guy, you know, you got to you got to start bragging about yourself if you want. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. I don't I, like I can to tell, brag. Tell by the look on her face, yeah, that ain't going to happen. That's, that's the Hoosier yeah. in her. You yeah. know, the understated. Yeah. You know, yeah. underselling, over over produce. Yeah. You know, it's just it's an honor that people trust in you to represent. It really is. Um, I'm thankful for the town of Argus for the last quite a few years who have been wonderful to me and that even though I'm not on their town council have um, let me represent them through the stellar um, because that that is wonderful. And then I also sit as a council representative through the stellar, um, which is also great because like I said, I love the whole, I I love seeing the whole county 
Um, and I think that's what's really great about our committee for Stellar and everyone involved. Everyone wants to see every town have something. Right. Um, which not all areas are that way. Yeah. And we have such a great working relationship between all the towns in the city that um, it is truly something. If you've never been involved in what, any of these projects, if you were to see it, you wouldn't realize we all represent different areas right. at all because no one – Everyone shares, everyone collaborates, everyone truly is cheering for the other communities also. Very good. Which yeah. which is awesome to be a part of. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and I noticed he said I won't get out of treasurer again, so I guess I better be <laughs> I was going to say, Ken, does that mean the fix is in? Or, uh, uh, I don't think anyone else wants to do it. Uh, no, it's all about that stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I do not think anyone else is going to volunteer <laughs> to take that. Probably not. You, you, that's how you usually get stuff. I was going to say she must have been absent the day they yeah, chose it. She was, on, uh, she was at home on the phone, so she really didn't get to see what was they going on. They couldn't see my facial hand. reaction when they voted for that. I was like, uh, oh. which you guys, you can't see it either. But my mouth was dropped and my eyes kind of bulged out. And I was like, do they know? But She was on mute in Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, people protest. were texting like, are you? Are you okay with this? Oh, my goodness. Someone just, like, totally nominated you, you know. So, no, it's been good. And um, it's it, that also, though, is learning, you know. It's other dollars, and some of those are some of those are funded, you know, differently, too. And um, it's not just, oh, there's money in the bank account. We can just fund this. I mean, there are – that money is earmarked for a yeah. lot of different projects. Yeah, right. It, yeah, the county and the crossroads there, they – Get from so many different mm-hmm. sources that are earmarked. It's she does a wonderful job of keeping it all, and it's all. And you would think that it, once it came to that energy, you could just that energy could oh, yeah, spend yeah, willy yeah, nilly, yeah, yeah. but that you really can't. You know, yeah. it's no. It's I tough. have a spreadsheet, and every deposit is earmarked. Is it for so? I try to keep that that way. At least I have a running in my head of of which checks were paying for <laughs> what out of which, and which checks came in for. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, but but I feel like as a as a county, there's so much amazing things going, so many things, and um, that truly makes me happy to see that every area of our county has something awesome going on. And sometimes, like I said, might not see it this year because of architecture, engineering. Right. You know, that all takes a while. Um, you know, Greg can sit, yeah. talk about that even in, in the projects that the MCDC do. You know, the first year to year and a half, you don't see much. Yeah. Well, uh, Bourbon just had what will probably be a transitional project, but you're going to have to have somebody point it out to you because it's wastewater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, who, who pulls into a town and says, man, this is a wastewater here. Well, is. Well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but it is yeah. transitional because yeah. – you need in order to have more uh, housing and industry. You need to be able to handle that yeah. additional wastewater. Yeah. It's, it's key. And we, uh, as a crossroads, we we support each other. Like mm-hmm. Mandy said, I, I know. I think Bourbon's getting some new playground equipment next year, and they're going to donate that to La Paz. Uh, mm-hmm. La Paz is wanting to buy a church up mm-hmm. in. La Paz, the in uh, the crossroads, I believe is we're in a position to help him purchase that at some point in time. It needs some work, but that that's going to be their designated community center. So, you know, we we all help each other out. The you know, 
if there's one project that doesn't get funded, we have money for it, then, you know, we move that money around to another project. Yeah. So, um, you know, we did that with the Reese helped the Crossroads mm-hmm. team out, then we helped the, the Reese out. And so it's, it's just been, uh, as Mandy said, it's just been a great collaboration of uh, when we look at Crossroads, we don't see silos. No. You know, right. It, among our group, silo, there's not a silo anywhere on the property, but, you know, sometimes when you get out there, there are still a few silos here and there. But uh, I, I think this whole team has done such a great job. Very good. It is really cool because when you represent Marshall County, you know, as I do right now, and I travel to different parts of the state and they hear where you're from, people are saying, how are you guys getting so much done? Yeah. And, um, you know, we hear that about the town of Argus, too, because they're like, you're so small. But but same with our county. Our county is smaller than a lot of other counties. And other people are starting to notice that we're, we are getting things done. And a lot is happening and, and a lot of good. Um, I know when I first started out um, with the young professionals of South Bend, they they had us on the news one day on P- well, on PBS, I guess not the news. And they were talking about, you know, how do you recruit, retain, and attract young professionals? You know, and as as some of these projects are going on, um, that is great because then you might have more kids in your school, which is the tax dollars that the school needs because the state has taken, you know, divvies that up different than they used to. So it's really been a cool thing to be a part of for the last Mm -hmm. over decade um, in different parts of it, some from housing, some from the young professionals, some from the county seat, um, but they all they all interconnect because we all want what's best for the county, and we all and we do we want the county to thrive. Right. You know that that is also we we need we need businesses, we need people. You know we, we need to spend our dollars here, and we need places to spend those dollars. Yeah. Which. Um, I, I love seeing right now people shopping at all the little boutiques and downtown stores between all the communities. Right. Um, and and my kids, you know, most of our gifts came from local businesses because yeah. that that's how we that's how we build our communities. Yeah, you have some new restaurants in Argus too. We do. You? Yes. Isn't there two new ones or something? Well, you have fresh, and then it's a brewery, and also um, it has a restaurant. Yeah, and then yeah. the then the pub was bought out by the Huyen, so then that's the break room, and we still have the log house. Um, yeah. The brewery? Yes. That guy knows his business. He knows what he's doing. He was on uh, uh, our Wednesday afternoon show, uh, Mark and Joe, and uh, he brought in some samples mm-hmm. for us. To uh, They were really good. And then uh, for the shop of the cop, I think it's Dry Run? Dry Kitchen? Run, yeah. Um, yeah. He brought in some Oh, my God. Yep. That was unbelievably good. I know that a lot of people are coming from all over now to try that out, especially yeah. having the new brewery. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, they, there's just great things happening. So, you mm-hmm. have a roasting company down there. Yep, we have a coffee roasting company, really? and they're I didn't yep, know that. yep, mm. and they're working on building an actual. They have a location, so they're um, doing some construction, so they'll actually have a. We'll have a coffee shop. Yeah. Let me tell you, I don't drink coffee, but they they have smoothies for me because they know I don't drink coffee, so that I can be. Because you're special. <laughs> well, I drink enough coffee for both of us. So <laughs> don't worry. No, wait a minute. This is my fourth cup today. My husband so. said if I drank coffee, he wouldn't know what to do because <laughs> I already bounce around and have too much energy. So, um, but yes, we do. We have a roasting company, and they're they're working on having an actual coffee shop, wow. which is exciting. Yeah, it is. It's super exciting. Yeah, that is. Um, um, but Argus is. I mean, 
you got the industry coming mm-hmm. in down there. You've got, you got new housing. New housing coming. New housing is big. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely they. But see, the thing you got to understand too, and it's with folks like you guys. They started planning this years ago. Oh, years and years ago. Yeah. I always I I joke and I say, but I but I am serious. You know, it's kind of like the little engine that could. It starts really slow, you know, and then all of a sudden it picks up momentum, and then everyone's kind of on board, and then you start to see a lot of things happen. Things happen, but a lot of this has been years and years and years in the work. Sometimes it's funding. Sometimes it's acquiring land. I mean, there's a lot that goes into a lot of these projects for these communities. Um, but they are in the works for a very long time. Like this housing that we're starting in Argus, you know, they purchased the land years ago. Yeah. You know, and and held on to it because they they would want it. But at the time, at that point, housing wasn't what was needed first. You know, we needed an industry. So, um, yeah, the communities are doing a lot. But I am excited for the new housing coming to Argus. I just remember the heat those guys took down there when they were going to build that building. Yeah. Sequel wires in there now, so I think it was probably a good idea. But you know, I it's just once again, your vision has to be longer than the end of your nose because you can have something right now that is better than sliced bread. But what happens when that sliced bread's gone in a few months and you need this? You ain't got it. And I also think, too, that's where some of this collaborative collaborative atmosphere comes into place because. Um, it's not one person's vision. You know, there are so many people in every community that are sitting at the tables taking heat sometimes or also getting, you know, hey, thanks for doing something, Um, but to to keep it moving forward because we don't want to be a blink as people just write on 31, you know. We want to have people stop. We we do, all the communities. We we need people to to stop in our communities. I know the Argus Fair Board... Hi, just yep. hired, signed, signed a contract with Red Door Marketing. Yep. Yeah. So they're going to start really marketing the, uh, the community building. center down at the Argus Fairgrounds. So, which you attract more people to that, you attract more people to Argus, you attract more people to Marshall County. So I, I was going to say, I know Crossroads gets it, but it, not everybody understands what's good for Argus is good for Plymouth, is mm-hmm. good for Culver, is good it's for good Bremen. For you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's really, you know, Kevin Ernst, Spoke earlier about not breaking down silos. You know that's where that, that I can't get that message named, across. Uh, Businesswoman of the year or something. Also, didn't I see that someplace? Uh-oh. See, this is where she needs to you know sell that. See, yeah, brand. you need to sell that. You, you know, you, you need She's to very brand. quiet branding. Good branding. Thing. Come you on, you probably hate it. I'm in here today, don't you? <laughs> she needs to get that right in her introduction. Yeah. Um, uh, good afternoon. I'm Mandy Campbell, business. <laughs> Woman of the Year? It, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, and then also Michiana 40 Under 40 last year. Well, for, and that's that one. Yeah, that one. Both of those are amazing for me because that's those are voted on by your peers. By your peers. Yeah. You know, those are, those are some of the highest honors um, I think that I could ever achieve because they're based on yeah. integrity and, 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 and doing the work. I mean, we do a lot of work. We don't need all the praise, but right. um, That would have been you. 25 years ago for me. no it it, it is truly um it was very humbling um to receive that honor yes well very good thanks for coming in i think she's probably gonna end up as she walks by me i think she's probably gonna hitting you hitting me (laughs) rather violently i bet so 
Get your cameras out. <laughs> I'm thinking of back. I see some moves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I... Hey, Russ, just play a little, play a little dance music just... so she can exit in a good yeah. mood. Yeah. No, I, 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 I thank you, though, for, for noticing that. That is... Yeah. It's been... It, 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 it's been a true honor. She Very probably cool. wouldn't admit this, but I'm kind of the one that talked her into doing this three years ago. You were one. <laughs> I did have a lot of people stop at my door once they realized I had considered it a yeah. few years ago asking me to. Um, so I knew when I had the support of my communities that that was... Well, that has to feel good, too. Yeah. And, and I think even now, you know, yes... Um, I am a Republican, but I don't solely vote that. You know, I listen to both sides and, and, and try to make the most educated decision. And and I love being a Republican, but I also have Democrats in my area, too. So um, I've always felt like that R&D stuff in the county is pretty much. Those, I think it's the person in the topics. Not, yeah, I always yeah, tell you, know, I yeah. always tell you at a local level, you know, there's there's the people in the topics. Yeah, because. Um, yeah, local level, local. Maybe. No, yeah, I don't think those those yeah. lines mean a whole lot because they're the issues are different. The issues are very different yeah. than yeah. than running on gun or abortion or anything. I haven't like that. seen a an issue that was divided that broke down on party lines. No, <laughs> in a local in the party <laughs> within. That's exactly right. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, so. but yeah, yeah like there's more, <laughs> probably more infighting in the Republican yeah. Party <laughs> than anything else. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, and and once again, and I've always contended it's because. Um, somebody in Washington or Indianapolis, the most they have to they have to deal with their constituents is by email. Yes, or text. I see my people at the grocery store. That's I, and, exactly I, and everyone right. says, yeah. you know, you have to move for them at the pew and on yeah. Sunday. You yep, know, and, you see them at church. You see them at the grocery store. You see them in the school pickup lines. You <laughs> if know, some, if somebody um, doesn't like their infrastructure, Kevin's going to get hammered at the coffee shop. So yeah, you. You are directly yep. responsible to these people every day, and I think that makes a big difference. Which is why I say I try to answer my phone. I mean, yeah. I, and if I don't, I try to return calls because um, I, I, I value each person in Marshall County, and right. and even if we may not agree, I still feel like voices should be heard. Very good. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, and there's no snow. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, part of me is like, okay, snow just for Christmas, and I don't need anything else. And my husband's like, oh, it can snow all the time. Okay, it's got to be snowing on Christmas Day, and then uh, by about 10, 11 o'clock at night, it's got to be back up to 70 degrees. That works for me. Yeah. That I think totally it's supposed works to rain. I think it's supposed to rain Saturday. Yeah. Well, that's okay with me. 90% chance. Perfectly okay with me. Okay. Well, because now we can keep pushing back at how everyone forgets to drive in the snow yet. Well, exactly. it's delayed a little while. We can save that joke for later in the yeah. winter. Yeah. 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 But thank you for having me. And Merry Christmas to everyone in Marshall County. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, guys. And we'll let you go. We're going to take a break here. I uh, I have something to give away. Oh, great. I think. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well. No? No, I guess we're just going to take a break. So, okay. uh, I don't know. My buttons need to be pushed here, so we'll, uh, we'll do that. <laughs> the Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. 
all grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for three fifty, or the new Baya Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for four dollars. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hypercaffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at four a.m. for all you early birds. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toasts, two turtlenecks and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, eh? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Oh, yeah. More. The fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two golden Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toques. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay. okay. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven packs of smoke. Yeah. Oh, six packs of two. Five golden toques, four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. (laughs) Now we get to the the meat and potatoes. The in-show fist fight. Oh, well, no. <laughs> I told you to save all that stuff for when we have the mics open. Yeah, but I, just, I'm like, oh, man. I, I can't help it. <laughs> Marshall County Economic Development Corporation, Greg Hildebrand is with us. And uh, Do you I'm, have a title? A project manager. Project manager? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't know. Economic I, development are you vice president? Oh, no, no. Just, just a peon. Manager. Yeah. Just a peon. Yep. That's what you they, were... Kind of handed off on the shell building out there on mm-hmm. the new drive. Yes, yes. And that's in the process of being sold? It is in the process of being sold. I wish I could tell you that we'd closed on it, and that was our goal I to wish close it. too. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, it, closing is um, this mid, mid next month. It's been pushed back a couple of weeks. Okay. But, uh, we should be able to tell you that, yeah, we've closed on it this time next month. And okay, that'll be good. Yeah, it's been it's been a uh, a good thing in in multiple ways. It's not only been uh, good that we we did sell it before. Uh, we actually had a purchase agreement on it before it was finally done. Um, and actually, you're going to see some construction out there next week 
uh, the people that are purchasing it want to get started right away, even though we haven't had the closing, we've worked out a deal with them, there's going to be some contractors in there next week doing some work. So um, we, we feel pretty good about it. And then uh, a nice thing about having that is the leads it's generated. You know, we we have gotten a lot of calls, you know, and we've been able to say, you know, I, I don't think that facility is exactly what you're looking for or, or maybe we've got a purchase agreement on it. But let me tell you about some of the other things we can do. And right. we've it's been uh, good that way also. So uh, it's been a real benefit for us. It has been. I. Just once again, I remember all the heat that got taken the first time we we did the, a project like this. And We've learned a lot yeah. since. Uh, and there was, was the pretzels building. Yeah, yeah. it was exactly what it was. And yeah. that's mm-hmm. the one that the cities. I don't know if MCED had anything to do with it um, in the beginning. Yeah, I, I think that they was did. Yeah, maybe a but, little bit. But it was but, uh, uh, a construction company was the main developer. Garmong. That. Garmong. Yeah, you you said it not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh we've it's, learned from that situation yeah i know that there was some, there was there was a little bit of a curve there but, yeah uh, it was a learning curve but you know mm-hmm. if you i think if you look at the success that pretzels and sequel wire down in sure. argus and now this one it, you know there's a we don't have a lot of and greg can probably speak to this better than i can but i don't think there's a lot of buildings that we have sitting empty that would be for a high end user right yeah no there's not um and we've heard good things about i know the one that everybody's gonna uh point out is the old del monte um we've there's some movement there too and and so look for that some announcements coming up in the next couple months about that once again that's a building that was built for a very specific use it is it was built and it's uh having shown it a couple times it's cut up and in in a certain way now it has some real nice advantages you know it it, first of all the utilities to it are are wonderful and then the rail spur in transportation costs rail is getting a lot more interest now than than i than any time I remember, but then I haven't been in it, you know, mm-hmm. the decades. But but uh, rail is being uh, spoken of more and often. So uh, yeah, and now the old Indiana Heat Transfer Building. Uh, I, I don't know if man that is really cleaned up on the it outside. It's getting on the cleaned up, side. and we are going to get wow. yeah. So uh, we're going to keep pushing on that. See if we can't get that site uh, to where we can infill some. You know, instead of yeah. building out, let's let's get some of these. Well, yeah, also. yeah, and I know that one. Last time we talked, has been a bit of a tangled nightmare as to <laughs> it who is, it owns is. what and what who is responsible right. to do what. And exactly, it, it was. It's a long history of a hundred years of uh, different <laughs> different owners and and corporations involved there, and uh, it, it's all getting worked out. Yeah, well, that's he, good. And he drug me into something else last Wednesday after our community development for the future meeting he yeah hoodwinked me i should have just told him no <laughs> you want to no. explain what you did to me well uh well right? since you're here and i'm here we're, we've been there's t- a boxing <laughs> oh here we go here we go uh, yeah. this is all for everybody's good we've been talking lately about <laughs> uh, <laughs> career uh technical center you know as far as uh the 
uh, career technical education. Uh, currently, oh, yeah. uh, most of the schools in Marshall County use a co-op, and then they uh, teach these different classes in different school corporations. Uh, for instance, Plymouth has a construction class. Culver has a construction. And I believe the one in Culver takes students from Argus also, yeah. and, and Plymouth probably takes from They somewhere. do, yeah. Because yeah. when Lijo was in, he had some kids from LaVille were in there. Yeah, probably um, Triton. Some, yeah, a yeah. couple of guys. It's not a lot, but it is a few. Exactly. And so, it, anyway, the downfall of that system is that, for instance, if a kid in Triton wanted to take welding, become a certified welder, those classes, because of the numbers, are only offered in, in Knox, which goes across a time zone, is an hour drive without a time zone. It just makes it feasibly right. tough, you know. Yeah. And so what we've talked about, and there are some advantages to having a, a centralized career There's technical. There's an acronym for this, isn't there? CTE. Career. I thought, what's the L-L-N? Oh, LLN is a lifelong learning network. Yeah, yeah that's what the group that's been working with that. And uh, so uh, in the Ready, which uh, our region was uh, awarded the maximum $50 million uh, just a couple weeks ago, um, we put in for a career technical education center. Uh, so we're, we've been looking at sites, uh, looking at what's existing, what's potential. Uh, we've got a couple uh, we're looked at and uh, part of that ready green and part of anything of this nature is really getting our, our county government on board with that and that's why i talked to kevin about you know hey here here's some of our thought Thanks. is the county uh <laughs> we'd love to have the county help us and and be a partner with us and, and he i think they realize that uh as you know we talked about housing population growth We've talked about bringing in industry. A, a key component of all that is uh, workforce training and, and transitioning, making the workforce available to our employers. And also, we'd like to, in, believe it or not, we're here to help everybody increase you know, their, their standard of living and their quality of life. And part of that is skilling up people. Well, I don't think people understand that because I know um, from having – once again, I'm in this business. You you hear things, but all that aerospace stuff that went to Fort Wayne, they mm-hmm. decided to go there because they there was an educated workforce that yeah. knew how to, and they didn't. You know, and, yeah. and as and, hard well, as this is to say, just a general education don't do it. Anymore. No, and and it's by no coincidence that uh, Kosciuszko County, Warsaw in particular, is the orthopedic capital. You know, it's it's because there was a orthopedic manufacturer there the workforce was there the skills were available and the others came around and now while we wouldn't want to be a single industry here in marshall county we we take pride in having a diverse part of that uh is having that skill those skills available in not in just one area but in in industry as a whole and what we're talking about is not only skilling up our our K through 12, you know, and mostly the, the high school kids, which we do a, a fairly decent job of doing right now. We'd like to, as part of lifelong learning from, from, and, and somebody said it from cradle to grave, you know, making sure that we're doing uh, early education, provide, you know, training people to provide that early education for them, looking at the school age kids, you know, in the school age group, providing uh 
education for them, training for them, but also adults, you know, because uh, I'm sure you're not doing the same skills you were doing back when you first came out of high school. And, oh, no. And, and no. The life has changed, you know. Oh, yeah. And those are skills that you we need to adapt right. to. And, and industry is constantly changing like that and skilling up, and we'd like to provide an op, uh, an opportunity, a place for that to to take place here in Marshall County. Well, let's get to the grassroots of that too. I mean, let's find you get an industry in here, but for the individual, mm-hmm. if you have the skills nowadays to be an auto mechanic or run a CNC machine or build a house, you're going to make a better living than you would have in the past. Right. And those are tax dollars that are coming into your County from exactly. your employment. Then you have the factory there. Those are tax dollars that are coming into you. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't just in it, it enriches individuals, but it enriches the entire area Correct. with all the money that will be generated by having this kind of thing and having folks with those kind of skills. Right. So uh, that that's uh, what we're working on. And, and hopefully uh, with the help of the county and, and the ready grant, we can make this available. <laughs> what, was, what was that look about? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a look. <laughs> I think it was intended for somebody. He's, he's, I, I don't know. Yeah, he he likes to you know say think like you know oh boy they come to take money out of my back pocket yeah. but yeah he sees it he he yeah. buys it. I I see the need, um, and as we go through this process, um, we had a was it last this Monday or last Monday. We talked to Sean Peterson. Oh, uh, and it was uh, last Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah, it was last Friday. I lost track of time. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to do, but, actually. Yes. I had a harebrained idea, as usual. You know, they were talking about using some existing buildings, maybe to rehabilitate. And, and so I just, you know... Um, I guess it's okay if I throw this out. Yeah, there's a, it's a possibility. It's, so, yeah. You know, and I think this ready grant, you know, like Stellar, it was all a lot of quality of life, you know, uh, arts, and, arts and culture and walking trails, bicycle trails, and, and other things like this. But I think a lot of this ready grant is going to be brick and mortar. And, and so uh, I threw out that we need to dream big. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really think that out east of town we have shady rest farm out there right yeah we have 160 acres and and i guess kind of what i envision is maybe a campus out there that could morph into a because i think ivy tech really would love to mm-hmm. locate a facility here at some point in time and i just think that with what MCEDC has done in the past with these shell buildings and, you know, able to expand them uh, maybe three ways. I just don't know why we would limit ourselves to go into an old portion of a school or into rehabbing a existing building. Um, I think if we're going to do this, I think, Somebody that graduates from school and wants to get into a, a profession, uh, CNC operators or whatever, I think you need to change the atmosphere of the inside so it doesn't look like a school. I think it needs to be inviting. I think it needs to be 
a place that you enjoy going to to learn more. And right. I think with the ground out there that we have also, I can see uh, maybe a Purdue University or somebody else, you know, having uh, raising some small patches of seed corn or beans where you have people that are working on genetics, uh, maybe a um, organic garden, maybe a few other things that, you know, we have a great history of ag here in this county, and we have a lot of people that produce ag products that are related to agriculture. So, and I guess that's what I'm kind of envision is don't think outside the box. You know, you know, we get $32,000 a year rent off of that, but that would be a perfect spot to, uh, you know, for entrepreneurs. Um, and I even said, you know, that would probably be a great place for MCEDC if we had office, you know, put office space in there. Mm-hmm. Let them be there in, in the middle of all this. And uh, I, I just think that we, we don't use that property to its full advantage i think it is much much more valuable you know we could cut out 10 or 15 acres and just talk to and i hate to say this but you know the operators union you know bring a piece bring two or three pieces of equipment down here get some of these kids out there let them go out there and and play on 10 acres to learn how to operate machinery because yeah yeah. we're, we're all struggling for people to work and uh I just see a whole bunch of potential out there, and and part of that too is is a, the there's a stigma, uh, especially with a lot of parents, you know, we, with factories, you know, in an industrial setting, you know, they they think of that that dirty monotonous, you know, it's, it's not and, oily and greasy and dirty anymore. Is not it? anymore. Well, I some mean, some of them are, but don't, you know, you the, well again, it, it, fewer and fewer because yeah. they're not they're less productive. I'm just thinking of a machine shop. You, 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 you yeah, can't but you go, do it without that. It's well, you go down but, through Itamco down there, and yeah, yeah. go There's not a speck of oil or a speck of grease no, anywhere. <laughs> no, and and, and it. It's how they get the productivity yeah. that they need, you know, is it, it's efficient and clean and, and running smooth. And, and they pay their employees well. They educate them. They keep them educated because times change. You know, that, that CNC machine that was working 10, 15 years ago is set up a little different now. You know, yeah. they, they are more efficient button. doing things. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to be able to write that program, you know, yeah. to push that button and stuff. So, I mean, things change. People need to transition. So we'd like to create a campus an atmosphere that you know will let people know that industry is not that dirty smoky monotonous uh workplace anymore well talk about some education you just mentioned the operators union um having been experiences with kids uh carpenters union is in uh, they have training centers you you Mm -hmm. get your certificate or whatever you get your uh, card by getting that training right now if you want to be a carpenter and get into that you got to drive to warsaw every day yeah i know they have a training the operators union they have a training center over in illinois someplace where say they go over there yeah. but why can't we do that here? exactly yeah. why can't you have an electrician's training area or so, you know you could have any yeah. of the trades and that's what i that's what i'm saying about you know built, <coughs> you know having i have an ivy tech come in yeah. and start or yeah. have uh, Marion College 
because I think they're starting to yeah, agriculture. We, exactly. So, you know, there there's just so much potential. Yeah, we've got a lot of uh, secondary education partners, you know, Ivy Tech, uh, Purdue Poly, uh, Marion University, or what is it, Marion University's Ancilla College. College. It, the yeah. name just changed recently, and so uh, we, we'd like to get them involved, too, so that uh, you have adult education right. out there and, and the, the educating the right. K-12. Yeah, I I think that's a great idea. Um, I've always i I know the auto mechanics guys have to drive all the way to Knox too. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's yeah. well, another one. We and when we were young, it was right here in Pl- they had the garage over there. They yeah, yeah the, they the, did. The kids call it the pool school, but they they, <laughs> they built that yeah. and took that out. So you know, you used to be able to take the uh, auto shop. And one thought about that is that uh, diesel is becoming such an important, and, and it's very. I don't know if you've talked to any diesel mechanics lately. It's a pretty lucrative occupation, oh, it's extremely lucrative. But it's a very technical one too. Yeah. There's a lot of air sensors and different types of electronics throughout a diesel in, modern diesel engine that perhaps we teach auto at one and diesel at another, and let right. and let that decide you know i mean these are all possibilities that are up in the air right now i I think it's a good idea yeah um and we'll go back to it again you get thirty two thousand in rent but how much money is going to come in and increase wages yeah i mean it's it's going to be more than that um, i think i don't think you could fathom what you you would be doing in you know the place out there shady rest you know you have david's courage there right you have these people are going through situations in their life that uh, they're trying to get their family life and actually themselves back on the right path. And what better way t- is uh, it's kind of a feeder program. Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. on so, the head. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think that's what we. And I'm sure that there's people out there saying that naysayers, but um, but I just think that. The potentials there. Yeah, that's that's one of the segments we've also discussed is uh, the incarcerated. You know that that yeah. transition. Uh, if we well, can, the biggest thing is finding a job when you get out. Right. Of, you know, stay straight. You got to well, get a and job. that and, and having the skills. You know, yeah. if, if you have people out there, at the the recreational facility on the west side of town, you know, <laughs> they're getting to maybe the end of their sentence. You know, hook up with these people when they get out of jail. Get them started back down the right path. Get them into a, a setting of where they can learn a skill, and and find a job. Yeah, you know yeah. that we have employers out here; they're just begging for people to come to work. So, and I, that, and like I said, that's one of the biggest hurdles is when you get out. Who's going to hire you? Mm-hmm. And well, if you got skills, you become much more attractive because you know you know what I'm talking about. There's oh, sure. a stigma about that. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you just made a mistake and you really want but now you're out and you say you gotta But if Yeah, it, I was convicted. And there's a lot of people that Ward has on community corrections that he finds places for them people to start working and I know that there have been some uh, employers here in the county that have brought those people in and Later, those employers send them to school to further yeah. advance themselves. So, why can't we do that in the beginning and start getting these people positioned into a area that where they can go earn a living and get their respect back? And if you want to end recidivism, right, that is a huge right. block to get out of the way. 
uh-huh. um, in my mind because, you know, once again, you get out of jail. What do I do now? Some of them people out there on the west side of town are the most innovative people that you'll find because they can figure anything out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I have always been, I have always been they, one they, of those you know, they'll sit out there in the group and just figure out, well, how can we do that? How can we do that? Yeah. And, you know, and they come together and they not that anybody has escaped or anything, but it's still, they're, they're very creative. Yes, they are. And put intelligent. That, put that create, create, creativity to work. I've always been one of those people who said I'm fascinated with the amount of work and intelligence that goes into being being mm. illegal and getting out of work. I mean, it's, right. just, it's just weird to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. anyway, uh, oh, I wanted to ask a question. One of uh, listeners a couple of weeks ago uh, told him I would ask you this. Um, we were talking about employment and the fact that, you know, we're at what, one point whatever? Uh, no, three, about three. Well, I thought the new numbers came out. Marshall County was like at oh, 1.6. Yeah, 1.6. Okay. Uh, let's get to this in a second. We have a phone call. So let's go to the phone call. I didn't know you could answer the phone in here. Well, yeah, it's in there that I can't. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Uh, good morning. Um, just want to tell you it's a really good show this morning. Most of your shows are really good. Uh, but I'm really enjoying this morning's. And uh, I'd like to, I've got some questions. Uh, about the topic you're on right now about employment and okay. things like that. Yeah. Um, a couple of days ago on the show, you uh, were talking about the state unemployment rates and how Marshall County's, I believe, is like somewhere in the neighborhood of 1.9 percent or something. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, unemployment is a confusing topic, I yes. think, because um, isn't isn't that just measured by people who are actively working, looking for work? That's correct. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, and it. And it as Kevin mentioned earlier, there's people all over this county uh, looking for employees, and they, every almost every business uh, in the county has a help wanted sign out. I, I wonder would a would a truer measure be how many people we have actively employed? Let's say from 2019 to today, is or do we have more people employed today? Because um, uh, I don't think the county population has gone down very much. It has Did gone down slightly, much? but not much. Um, I. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I could look them up, but we do. Uh, it seems to me that, yeah, the the number actually employed has gone up. That while the uh, labor force has gone down, and it varies t- from month to month and year to year. The actual number of employed, the last time I looked, had gone up. Um, and like I said, I don't have the numbers right the, in front the of me. Need for for jobs, apparently, yeah. or for employees, apparently. right? Okay, yeah. I, didn't they used to say that full employment was like four, four yeah. percent? Oh, or oh, I remember yeah. when I was taught in economics that six percent was, and that was back in the eighties. And uh, yeah, and that was just people actively, actively looking. Exactly, for that was actively yeah. looking. You're going to have some uh, unemployed, no matter when, uh, just because of transitional uh, absolutely times, you know. Um, the, right now, the, the thing that's jumping out at everybody is that and the figure I saw was 65% of the workforce is looking for another job right now. Wow. Because, yeah, they're jumping all over the place yeah. for yeah. sign-on bonus. That's this. kind of amazing. It is, isn't it? 65%. Yeah. Wow. See, I was always taught stability. If you got a job, don't let go. Well, and and, and Rusty, that was when back when we were you know growing up, you know, it was – 
you know, yeah. 10, 12% unemployment was not uh, that unusual, yeah, you know, wasn't. where it now, wasn't. you know, uh, and this whole generation, uh, they've grown up at a time when four and 5%, you know, it would have been right. full employment for us. You know, yeah, you work, you know, a couple of weeks, you get a paycheck, maybe work another more to put a little money aside and then quit, take a month off, you know, because <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you always get employed down the road again, you know, and, and that, that mindset's foreign to me yeah, and you and, and i'm sure kevin the same way but uh that that's reality right you know and and so uh that's that's kind of what's going into these you numbers don't, you don't hear of those people that back in the days and i'm going way back when that they stay at a job for 30 40 years oh yeah no, no they, hardly they, anybody they start ever there and they retire from there but yeah it's just people are just job hopping right and now. and you know and and there's some i mean there's some disadvantages too. I mean, just be honest with you. F sticking around in a job for the forty years. I mean, have you really broadened your horizon? Have you well, broadened your skills? I was talking level? to somebody the other day that you know, they had a job, they quit, they went someplace else and found out it wasn't greener. Yeah. So then they went back to the original yeah, job sure. because, just like you said, stability. Yeah. yeah. There's not much stable anymore. No. You know? You know, unless you're in the insurance industry, you can you can just sit back and in the easy chair and just rake in the money hands over fist. It's just amazing. I don't know any of those kinds of people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, are, are, you've are talked you... about in your commissioners' meetings, and I think council meetings, it's 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 got to be frustrating for uh, to attract new employers when when our labor market doesn't doesn't appear to be there to satisfy that need. And, and we were working on it. And, and Greg, you could speak to that, I'm sure. That was, oh, yeah. That, that was a question I wanted to ask. Somebody yeah. called in and said, is economic development doing anything to increase population? We we are. And we uh, that's what the whole Stellar, you know, the Crossroads uh, program, uh, we understand. And, and that's one of the things. There was a time when uh, you build it, they will come, you know. And, and I know that we've had cohorts that right. moved to, like, yeah. Houston back in our early days to, because that's where the jobs were. Right. Nowadays, people are moving to like Portland, having no idea that's the lifestyle they want to live in the Northwest. I'll find a job. If I have to be a barista for a month or two, I'll find something to do. So what we, what economic development, it's no secret, you know, now it's all about quality of life, creating a quality of place, being a place that people want to locate to and they'll find a job. And when, when the people come here, the industry will be right behind them, you know. Um, that is one of the first questions we get asked from uh, employers that come to look at, you know, what's the labor market look like? What's the workforce look like? Fortunately, we're better than some of our area yeah. <laughs> counties, you know. Yeah. Kosciuszko is, is uh, have a rougher time. Elkhart presently has a rougher time, right. you know. But they were able to attract Amazon. So, I yes. mean, it, there's, there's ways to overcome that. Um, it's, it is a nationwide issue right now that, that, you know, we're not, our County's not any, we're not that outlier. Everybody's working on that. You know, right. how can I get the workforce here? And and we tell them we are working on, on creating a, a place where people want to locate. We want to attract the employers of choice. Um, and that's a, a message that we uh, talk to our, our current employers, our current manufacturers that, you know, uh, there was a time when you, you'd have an opening, you'd post it, and a thousand people would line up to get in there. 
That's not yeah, anymore. Me, You've got to be that employer choice. You've got to be that place where people want to come to work. And uh, it, it's it's coming around. You'll yeah. see it. Uh, this, you uh, know, and I, and I and I think all of our communities are doing a great job of that with Stellar mm-hmm. and Community Crossings. And you know, and the comment you made earlier, what's good for Argus is good for La Paz, is good for Plymouth. Yeah. You know, and I, I really believe that. Uh, uh, and I think everybody's embracing that, and it's going to help us a lot in the future. Exactly. Going forward. And, yeah. And I think that um, with what we have going on with. Marsh County REMC slash REMC and Rochester Telephone, Marsh County Fiber and and Surf Air. I know Surf Air is over in Bremen right now. They're, they're running fiber to homes over mm-hmm. there. Um, there's there's a lot of fiber being deployed throughout the county now. I know Culver is in negotiations with someone down in Culver for fiber to the homes. Mm-hmm. So as this continues to evolve it makes us a little bit more attractive to draw those people. Yeah. You know, if you look down there at Culver with the paddocks and the uh, buildings that mm-hmm. Kevin Berger put up down there and is going to be putting up here in Plymouth and up in La Paz and what uh, uh, what's going on out there on Plymouth Goshen Trail with that housing project and with Argus doing their 30 homes down there probably next year, starting to build homes. I think you're going to, you know, I know we're down maybe twelve to 1,500 people from the census, but I think you're going to see that turn around in the next couple of years because yeah. I think you're going to start seeing more people wanting to get into a quieter lifestyle. But we'll have the amenities that those people are looking for, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, the number one thing is, do you have fiber going to your home? When, when, uh, I'm involved you know, with you know, that. Kevin, that's, that's a, a funny one, too. Uh, uh, earlier, Mandy and you were talking about looking to the future. And, and remember when the Metronet, we were proposing that, and there was a lot of uproar. What do we need that for and all that? And now look at how it's spreading. Oh, you know, that oh, was I know. Really and it's there. a required utility. It, it's You wouldn't build a is. home today without broadband uh, ability inside any more than you would electricity. You know, right. I mean, it's just that a, was a, a back, required utility. And that's the backbone for Surf Air and Rochester Telephone. Right, right. We didn't. Ha- yeah. We never had the backbone. That's why I'll have people stopping something about their internet service. You know, they have this company, Company A or Company B, and it pretty much sucks. And, you know, <laughs> it works half the time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I think, Rusty, you were talking had about some that. problems. You had problems, too, but. That's what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, let's well, let's go further. I know that Lafayette is actually actively seeking a lot of people working at home now. Oh, sure. Or remotely. They're actually giving bonuses to people to move to Lafayette and yeah. work from home. We, uh, I'm part of that Culver Crossroads group. The Culver, it, it, they are in the process of redoing their comprehensive plan, and they've, they've organized the group much like Crossroads Marshall County. And in the, and when they did a, how can we make the, because when COVID, Culver's population went up. You know, you had all these part time residents. Now, you know, I'm going to be quarantined. I'm working from home. I'm going to do it on the lake. You oh, know, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and so they were like, how do we convert these people to full time residents? Exactly. You know, and they've done a, a pretty good study. They're working on it. And the number one thing was broadband exactly. access. You have to. That was you the, the linchpin. You have to have it to yeah. work from home. That, that's a must. Yeah. yeah. So you that, can't work on dial-up anymore. No. So that's why they have that that, that whole separate. Uh, um, Does that still exist? 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, trust me, I, I, I live it. <laughs> probably on Washington Street in Plymouth. Hey, hey. I, I, was, think, I think North Korea has better internet <laughs> access than I do. Let me talk to Kim. He's a listener to the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that settled. Speaking okay. of work, I better go. Oh, or I'll okay. get fired from my job. I'm going to leave you, too. My, Thanks my a lot. Hey, thank you, Caller. Thank you. Thanks, Caller. I wish I knew Take who care. this was, but yeah. I think I, I think I figured it out. Yeah. No, you don't know. I don't know. You <laughs> know. No. Thanks for the call. See thank you. See you guys. Bye. Um, I gotta go. Take off. Well, thank you, I Kevin. Have... You guys have a merry Christmas. You too, and man. All your too. listeners out there have a merry Christmas and enjoy your days off. Yeah. Yes. The rest of you get tomorrow off, don't you? Yes, I do. All right. All right. Maybe you'll get better. Festivus nah, miracle. Probably not. Probably not. Anyway, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, that was the one thing I wanted to make sure I asked you because um, that's been an interest. That's been a concern of mine too. Is that mm-hmm. you know before COVID, we were having for years. Yeah, we we're having yeah. the same trouble. Right, right. And um, they, and you've heard of the big resign. You know that yeah. that COVID brought about this uh, boomer right. resignation. People were like, you know, man, I, I may do for all those weeks. Right. You know, maybe I don't need to to go in and be employed like that anymore maybe i'd like to retire exactly and and, uh and we've talked before about some of the interesting uh census numbers that are coming out you know as far as age groups and who's in the workforce and who's out and it's it's interesting and it's still in flux but it like i said marshall county's not an outlier in this you know we we are dealing with the same issue everybody is you know and getting that workforce but we have we have uh plans in place we're doing we're actively uh, working on on that issue, you know, and, that, and that's what the Stellar and these different uh, quality of place, quality of life initiatives are all about: is uh, making Marsh County attractive, wanting creating a place that people want to live, and and then you know it's all it, it all pivots around that, right. you know, that's the center, that's the the key, and and from now on top of that. Well, I you know until I heard that story on what Lafayette was doing, I had been. Uh, um, people are going to start w- working remotely. I'm amazed at, you know, after COVID, the number of people who just continue to work at home, they figured out, hey, we don't have to have an office. And I think the, that that even goes for employers because, you know, yeah. all of a sudden you've been paying for this big building. Right. You've been paying for everything that's going on in there. I, you know, I go back to Rob Booker and bottled water, but you got the coffee machine. You got all this stuff you're providing and all of a sudden – that overhead's all gone. Well, and that's and, a no-brainer. And one thing that you that you know, is, you're missing in all this too is that um, even though you can work from home and and be productive, there are certain aspects. There are advantages to being in a workplace. Sure. And can we provide that for multiple? remote workers can we provide a space that maybe maybe you need a quiet place to do a zoom call where the dog isn't coming in and the kids aren't doing laundry and you know and 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 you know that also maybe you don't need a fax machine every day i don't know that there's months that go by without a fax machine but occasionally you will need is there a space that maybe a photocopy or fax a quiet you know zoom maybe uh Instead of meeting at a corporate office, if they do decide to downscale and have everybody remote, there are certain advantages to having five people sit around a table. Maybe we provide a space, and and that's where that concept of an e-hub comes in, where uh, maybe uh, if you 
don't need it really often, but you could subscribe and be an occasional user, or maybe you only need it for a day. You you know come in, pay for an office space for a day, and maybe you you work you know evenings a day a week at home, and you come into the e space for a couple of days a week, and maybe you go to corporate a day a week. You know these are all things that we're looking at also is providing that space for entrepreneurs and, and remote workers that there's a an office a shared and there's some benefit to just sitting around the the, the water cooler sometimes ideas you, you can you know it, it, some ideas sound great i have the most wonderful ideas in the shower you know and then i step out and somebody reminds me of reality and i'm going oh, yeah. okay i guess it was you know <laughs> so what you're describing is interesting because i know of several places in uh, Chicago, and when I was in South Bend, there was a couple of buildings. What they had done was a company had had, and this was 30 years ago, at yeah. least. Yeah. A company had had the idea, hey, I'm going to buy this office building, and I'm just going to rent it out to people. And they bought it. They put all the facilities in their meeting rooms, offices, mm-hmm. telephone, internet hookups. I mean, it was a regular, yeah. full-scale, up. Not like a, we're in a factory here, you, you, you know, but a really nice, nice office. And their business plan was, you work from home or you work in one little room. We got a, a meeting room, great big meeting mm-hmm. room you can have in here with internet connection and video and all this. We have offices that you can come and have a meeting with somebody. It was basically just an office space that you could come in and out as you wanted yeah. to. And you paid a rent or a small fee. Mm-hmm. And you had an office but you didn't have to have an office. Right, right. So that is interesting to me that now 30 years later, that that becomes – back in the day, I thought, well, that's nice, but how many people would actually use that? And now – They have a space over in, in Bremen at the uh, community center there. They have taken a, a church and turned it into a really nice community center. Sure. And one of the features of that community center is they've taken a small, what was uh, just a single person's office, and uh, made some of those those uh, amenities available. And it is used more days than not just yeah. for Zoom calls and right. uh, quiet, you know, internet access. Right. That somebody needs, you know, to get something done on the internet and, it, and it, that that speed is so much better than at home that you know it's worth their yeah. while to to drive you know ten minutes and do that, or like or the situation where I described you know you got a house full of kids and you, but you got to have the Zoom meeting you know it's maybe better to have a little quieter background around you and you go in for an hour and have your Zoom meeting and then and it's back home to right. assess the damage the kids have left for you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. But that that's interesting. So it, it, I think in the back of the day, well, it wasn't an incubator because an incubator was more permanent. That was more yeah. small business. Well, company. and, and uh, that would be part of this eHub situation is that uh, people like, I know I've heard uh, different individuals talk about, and, and like the SBA, Small Business Administration, uh, people like the Lyft organization uh, out of South Bend, in focus provides a lot of uh, business uh, mentorship. You know, there's different organizations that could have a regular, if not an office in there, a regular day, a month, or a week that they stop in and have some office hours and are available to to maybe help mentor a small yeah. entrepreneur. If you knew that a small business administration official was going to be in there every Wednesday. Uh, if you had an idea or a question or something, you know, okay, Wednesday I'll stop by the 
eHub and, and present that. So, um, I got a break to take. Sure. Uh, let's take that and come back because I, I want to give you a chance to talk about uh, some stuff maybe you have coming up that you want to highlight. So, okay. Uh, hang on. We'll be right back. If you're running your own business, you need a professional email address, not one of those freebies. A proper email address is critical in developing your business brand. Talk to the professionals at Atheist for a complete email package designed around you and your business needs. We offer business class email from Microsoft, Google, and our very own cloud mail solution. Call 574-936-9644 or visit us online at atheist.com. That's A-P-H-E-U-S.com. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Roasting on an open fire, hot sauce dripping from their toes, (laughs) yuletide squirrels fresh filleted by the choir. They poked hot skewers through their nose. Everybody knows some pepper. And a garlic clove help to make them season right. Tiny rats with a crisp golden coat will really hit the spot tonight. The phone lines are open now. Call 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. See, I, I have to say this is... Uh, this is the number one Christmas song. <laughs> it is. Yeah. This is the most popular Christmas song. and I know we like to... Tradition on Christmas Eve. The Christmas the, song or the Christmas song by the Chipmunks? Yeah. <laughs> I know that uh, it's a Nixon family tradition. Oh, a Nixon family. Okay. Yeah, me and, me and my kids on uh, New Year's Eve, we grab a little wassail. Some figgy pudding. <laughs> we stand around the tree and sing that song. It's, oh, what a lovely! Yeah, it's a, just a tradition. Song. I mean, it brings a tear to the eye just yeah, thinking does. about the. It does. The, it really know. does. Uh, as we're running out of time, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about maybe some new projects or anything on the horizon or stuff you want to highlight about what's going on uh, in your world. Uh well, um. The, of course, the main one, you know, we talked about earlier, the Manufacturing Center, we are 
counting down to dates that we can close on that. And then uh, we, uh, we talked about Ready Grant, uh, the situation there. Now, um, I want to remind people that with the Ready Grant, there uh, those Ready funds are 20% of your uh, project cost, up to 20%. 20% match from local government, and then 60%. Uh, funding from private, so uh, it's not quite the manna from heaven that no, <laughs> a lot no. of people have no. thought about it. But it is it is much needed, and it'd be uh, a great tool to leverage and get some projects done. But I I know a, a lot of people thought it was, you know, uh, we got the award, and now you know checks will be coming out no. right away. There's a whole process. Um, as far as I know, uh, any projects that were submitted for ready. Uh, are still on the table. Nothing is uh, off the off the table. Uh, while it may not have been uh, a project that was highlighted in their presentation to the state, and and there'll be another. It, it's going to be another application process on top of you know this was uh, our application to state. Here's what we would. These are some of the projects that we would like to do. Some of the things that we think we can do if we were awarded it. Fortunately, we were awarded the maximum amount, and we got a really rave reviews from the state on our presentation. Uh, but uh, so that you'll see more coming from them. Uh, well, when it comes to that, you guys had a lot of practice. Yes, you think about it with Stellar and <laughs> and, um, and and uh, the regional partnership uh, was awarded. You know, one of the five, and remember, in uh, regional cities money right. back. You know, and then then they got a Lily grant of about the same size, and now. This fifty million dollar uh, well, crossroads. Grant. I mean, all this stuff is, yeah. is that money is money you. And I know, like, a, well, it's my tax dollars anyway because it's coming. Well, why shouldn't it come here then? You paid for it, right? And and it's tax dollars that are yeah. being leveraged with private money exactly. to get even more done. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's not just you know, like I said, it's it's not just manna from heaven. It, this is money that's going to be used to create tools to to get even more. This fifty million dollars will be leveraged to get you know well well over a hundred million dollars in projects you know and that's the thing those projects would never be done without that i'm gonna for more of a better word call it seed money exactly without that money there yeah nobody would ever consider well, doing that or stuff. or it may have gotten done but in a longer time oh, yeah. period this is this will help expedite it and that's kind of what was going on with the crossroads they were looking at projects that okay um probably down in the long term these things would be tackled looked upon done but here how can we expedite that how can we help that community get ahead a leg up and and get started on i haven't been around a lot of other communities but i got i i feel like maybe we are much more progressive in and aggressive uh than most in pursuing that and i think it has paid off um yeah, um, we're very good at, at, at the community coming together and leveraging, and, and we've got a lot of really uh, community-minded individuals that work together. Um, a real, I'm kind of reluctant to say progressive in that I've seen some really progressive uh, programs that um, you know uh, are very effective and very good, but they uh, don't get the the government funding because maybe they may be a little too progressive right. and too. You know, for and and that's not what they're they're looking for. But well, what they're looking, more, I was thinking more in terms of seeing that this money yeah, can help us exactly. Uh, that, while another community might sit and say, "Ah, we don't." 
Well, and, and what you'll see is that the money that comes to Marshall County gets used yeah. and, and gets put to good use and is not fettered away in, with administration right. or sit idle for years and then has to be returned because the project Never stalled for, that. you know, yeah. uh, that no, they the state recognizes that, yeah, when we, you know, put some money into Marshall County, they leverage it, they get some projects done and get some things moving. So, yeah. Very good. On that on that. I'll agree 100%. Yeah. yeah. What else going on? Uh, we got projects in, in all the counties. We got uh, in Bremen there, uh, Southwire continues to oh, expand yeah. uh, yet yet again. That and there's me. more. And, and yeah, they uh, are just going, uh, they're doing well over there, uh, still hiring at a good rate. Um, doing, and it, I mentioned earlier, becoming an employer of choice. They are really becoming, they're doing uh, a lot to become that employer of choice in the area, you know, to, and they realize for their continued growth, that's going to be a, an important thing for them to do. Um, uh, Polyvinyl over there in Bremen is also okay, yeah. expanding. The defense company, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, uh, they're expanding. There's a Gen Y hitch over there, still working on their expansions. Things are going over there. Um, housing wise, there's some things in the on in the works over in Bremen that they want to do. Uh, nothing to announce just yet, but sure. look for it. Bourbon, uh, like we talked about, the uh, waste water that broke ground there. Moving that along, you know, pun intended. Yeah. You know. Well, you mentioned earlier that's a project that nobody sees, and it costs a lot of money. Exactly. But if you want a factory in town, you got to be able to handle the waste. And the the housing, yeah. And that was like, their system was like, what, 30 or 40 years old or something It was time. It was due, you know. And and so, they, yeah, they're uh, expanding that, and it'll be transformational i really i really believe that you know because now you're going to see some housing development get done they'll be have the facilities to take advantage of that and and um ct palmer's in, moving into the uh old omni source building okay. over there they've had some uh, tax abatement hearings on that um they so you'll see them uh that building that sat out of for a while will now be moved we've got a uh, uh, Faulkner fabricating over there on Old Thirty is oh, expanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see some steel going up over there. Uh, Argus continues. To, uh, their stellar projects are just wonderful. They're they're doing it. You know their their town motto is uh, "Town within a park." I, I, I think I got that right. Yeah. And and they really are are out to prove it. They doing some wonderful trails and park uh, and and some uh, housing. They broke ground on some additional housing just in the last. Right, week or two, um, they've got some industry. I know we've been t- in talks with a couple industry uh, people looking at some buildings over there, some expansion coming down the right line. So. And I, I'm kind of excited to see what happens on the fairgrounds. Yeah, with the new approach of the the uh, fair committee or whoever yeah. they are marketing that community. If that grows. Yeah, what I mean. Have That's you, a summertime thing that would just you have you have no idea how much money gets brought into Elkhart County because of the size and scope of that county fair. Well, yeah, and and I know uh, Bill Watson used to talk about Portland, Indiana, and, and the use of their fairgrounds and yep. facilities. And that's and you know I've been down there before, and that is amazing. It's a little town that you know really takes advantage of that right. that asset they have. 
I don't know if you've been in a community building there. I have not yet. It's a wonderful facility. That's all I've heard. You know, next opportunity you get, I would recommend you. And very flexible. Very flexible. Very flexible. Um, I've been to uh, sit down events in there that you know were well catered well, and it fit the bill perfectly. I've been to other exhibitions that were more you know walking through, passing yeah. through, and, and wow, great space for that also. So yeah, it's very flexible, very very good space. Uh, Culver, I mentioned we've got the uh, Culver Crossroads yeah. Group. Uh, they've uh, kind of modeled it after the Marshall County Crossroads Group, in that they are looking at. Uh, for for well, the Marsh County has ten pillars that they ten subcommittees that work. Culver has four: uh, quality of plays, business development, uh, leadership development, and um, oh, communications uh, for some inbound and outbound communication stuff, internal and external. I right, should say yeah. not inbound, outbound, internal, external communications. They really are working on on you know because they're stellar. The Culver's Stellar program is winding down. They're getting to the end, but they they still want to things that want to be done. They've got some Marshall County Stellar stuff going on down there, some trails. But long term, what what can they do? And that and I mentioned that study of converting part time residents to full time residents, and that was enlightening. There was some good information gleaned from that, and they're taking that all into consideration. Sure, working on those things. Um, who have I left out? Plymouth that uh, we talked I about. Uh, there's some. Did we talk about Bourbon? I know we did earlier. Bourbon, we yeah. Talked about uh, some stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, Bourbon. Um, yeah, because of Faulkner's and, right. and that. Yeah. Um, La Laville. Uh, oh yeah, La Paz. La Paz. Yeah. We've got. Uh, they are looking at that. Kevin mentioned that church. You know that, and that's the thing about Crossroads. There is a. And and the Ready Grant's the same way, in that there were projects that were mentioned, designed, used as examples, but they're flexible enough that maybe as times change, maybe we do. Um, this uh, community center in La Paz wasn't originally a uh, crossroads project, but there were projects that were and now have transitioned away, and now, and so we can do some things there where, yeah, okay, this wasn't something we could even think about before, but now it's available. Maybe we transition right. and, and take advantage of it. So there's some flexibility into these programs too. Um, we've worked with the, and there are some people looking at uh, the 6 and 31 intersection. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing some, we got some zoning changed up there. Yep, getting some right. things. We'll hopefully get some development in the works there. Uh, that's a nice uh, location. Sure, it is. That uh, yeah, pass can take advantage of. Plymouth's the only thing we. Uh, yeah, we, I'm um, not sure much. Is, I I get the feeling they're kind of catching their breath. Well, no, we've got bit. some things going. I just wish I could tell you more about yeah. them because they, you know, that it's those are the, the announcements that the ones. other ones. Well, I, secrets not. It's the CIA is <laughs> involved with this somewhere. <laughs> I wish I, I could. No. Um, I know Pitco has announced that they are working with uh, a local manufacturer here to build a facility. They will be uh, construction will be starting soon on that. They uh, have come to terms. Uh, it's an expansion of a facility, of an industrial facility. They were really busting at the seams. They, I mean, they literally were wall to wall. They just couldn't grow, but they were getting orders, and they were, you know, in that terrible place. They were going to have to turn down work, and so. Uh, 
Pitco, they've got some land out there uh, north of town. They're going to build a facility, lease it to this company. Uh, so look for construction to start soon. Those are jobs that we were actually in a competitive situation where they were looking at Rochester and Michigan, uh, Elkhart County, right. and uh, we we how can we what can we do to keep these jobs here right. in Marshall County? And we were able to find a way. Um, we uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Complexus is still uh, mm, yeah. putting in installing stuff. They should be. Uh, I know they've already done some hiring, you know, and and people are training. They should be opening up that facility and working full time there any day now. So, so a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some of it we talked about earlier. You know, yeah. like the Indiana heat transfer. I'm really sure. excited about that facility. Hopefully, we can get that cleaned up and make that productive. Uh, we've got housing projects. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Um, uh, the one out there, uh, Centennial Crossing. Centennial Crossing. They're is, leasing. Yeah, got leasing. People living out there. Coming, they'll be finishing up here, not too terribly long. That's right. a that's a much needed facility. Um, we got other ones in, in Plymouth. The the ones out there on um, Baker. Right. Yeah. The they've already broken ground. Yeah. And they're going to be breaking ground on a on a. It's a same type of project, and it's in the same contractor, same. Uh, IHSA, what's it? IHCAA, I, I forget the. It's the Indiana Housing Council. Right, yeah. uh, Grant is in La Paz and also Plymouth, and and that be breaking ground in the spring. They've a uh, couple of hiccups there that they had yeah, to kind of overcome. Nothing. It's always something. Yeah, and and it, and honestly, I don't know that they could have. You know, as much as they would like to have those things work in tandem, you know, you, you need a little bit of, of uh, working space between them. So. Right. Well. It's it's always constantly uh, – and, and when uh, the workforce development, that's a big one too. We're, we're working with Lifelong Learning sure. Network to hopefully get a career center built. Uh, I think that'd be really good. Oh, I'm excited about really that. Good. You know, and we've got some wonderful partners with the Marion That's going to be the key too, is that you're going to have to get some corporate partnership for that. And place. that's, yeah. And I know that, uh, I, Tamco has already been involved with the high school. Right. Um, I mean, people have been involved with the little projects. So yeah, you know they're going to come in. They're going to like that better. I think. We've been to a couple of these facilities, and and this was uh, part of the the uh, formula all along was that providing space to our industrial partners for training, uh, either outside work hours or during work hours, where it's off campus. You know, there are certain trainings that these uh, people safety trainings, OSHA trainings, uh, even upskill some trainings that maybe instead of uh, having three, four, five people and providing a space under their roof, taking away from productive time, uh, maybe we organize something to where uh, several sites could come together, take the same training, maybe outside or during productive times. You know, it doesn't matter. But a place where some of that training can take place uh, away from the work environment. Sure. And yeah. so uh, that that's going to be key. And uh We've seen that as some of the locations we've seen, um, you know, visiting schools, how uh, tight the security is around oh, those yeah. kids yeah. now. And so uh, that's part of designing the space to where adults and kids are not 
mixing. If it, if there is a reason for them to mix, you have the facility to do the, the checks on people. Right. But uh, ideally, you're going to set up a, 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 a facility where boundaries can shift and move. And yeah. maybe if you have a, a group of in, adult workers coming in for a reason that they aren't present mixing in with the, the kids the younger yeah folks. yeah and it, and it's it can be done and we've seen it how they handle that and while 99 percent of the time you're absolutely never going to have a problem with no, situation no. but you can't take any kind of a chance exactly anymore exactly so, yeah yeah um, um i know the one facility we went to uh Work One had an office there. Ivy Tech had an office there. They had a training facility that was all outside of the security for the the kids, you know, so so adults could come in, go to those facilities without going through the safety check. Now, if they needed more space, boundaries could be moved, doors could be unlocked and moved to where one way or the other. Either the kids could come into a space that would normally be open to adults or adults could go into a space, but it was... Boundaries were just shifted. Right. You know, they were still locked and separated, but space was flexible. Sure. So. Man, I want to thank you for coming in. Well, thank you. I always enjoy it. it. Um, we didn't get to talk about our fam- our fa- our favorite uh, Christmas tunes too much this time. But. No, I don't really. I just, you, you heard mine. Yeah. yeah, yeah I so. guess I was selfish. I didn't let you pick one. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Um, so what? What's your? What do you got? I, oh, you I have? don't know. No, I just, just I know that a year ago or so we talked about yeah, you know, urban. We so yeah, we've covered it. You yeah. know, I did see a, a good concert um, last week up in Chicago. Uh, just a talented young lady. Hopefully, she'll be able to come around here from Cincinnati. Emline, she did a wonderful. She's a jazz singer. Look her up online. She's a wonderful artist. Cool and uh, very up and coming. At a unique space in Chicago, the uh, the Epiphany Center for the Arts. It's an old church that they have. I haven't been up there in oh, so long. It's, it's a beautiful space. Cool. Beautiful space. Yeah. Something that hopefully we can I'd replicate like to, down here. I'd like to get up to Chicago sometime. Yeah. Get up there. Ah, wistful. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> um, what do you, what you got big plans for Christmas? Or? Oh, kids, you know, family yeah, stuff. Kids. So yeah, yeah. you know, still those darn kids, they're all of age and legally don't have to be tied to me anymore, but I think they kind of come around because they know I, In I a way, that's I'll not feed so them bad. occasionally, yeah. and, you know. You don't so, have to feed them all the time. No, no. Uh, yeah, you don't have to pay for everything. No. Yeah, my my oldest texted me from Florida the, uh, earlier last week, and I was like, I don't remember approving a t- trip to Florida. What, what are you doing yeah, in Florida? Yeah. You know, and he's like, 24, I don't have to ask permission to go to Florida. I'm like, well, I guess not. If you pay for it, I you know, that you're on your own. I Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I get it. You're just like me. It's like, you know, they're, they're grown men Yeah, uh, in my case. Um, I know you have a daughter, but uh, you know they're grown and yeah, do their own thing. I don't. Exactly. Know, I don't. I don't. I don't want to be in it. 
because there are probably some things going on I don't want. We, we've know had that about. discussion so, too. They'll start to tell me about their their vacation or their weekend, yeah, and it's like, it's like yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know everything. I don't I, need to know everything. I need but, some plausible yeah, deniability exactly, when they come you know, and ask me, "Hey, did you know?" I've got a mental image of what was going on, and I'm sure it's different than what actually happened, and I'm fine with that. Some uh, some guy with the FBI <laughs> shows up. Hey, we need to know. Help! I I have no idea. <laughs> Jacob who? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen him in months. <laughs> Got to have some plausible deniability. That's right. That's the bottom line. Um, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to all the listeners out Everybody there. out there. Uh, but be safe, please. Um, yeah. You know, if if obviously the pandemic going on, take, take normal precautions and right. don't, you know, don't get in trouble that way because you could die. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, make sure that you get a driver if you're going to enjoy some Christmas cheer. That's um, Or holiday cheer. Just right. be careful. Yeah. Um, we have so few listeners, we can't afford to lose any. <laughs> uh, so just be careful. Mostly have a good time. Yes. Enjoy well, your enjoy. time off. And enjoy responsibly. Enjoy with family and, and uh, just have some fun over the weekend, folks. Thank you for listening for the whole year. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Bob, Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, Got to give Bob a shout out. <laughs> Got to do that every show. And, and a uh, little, little, little Tim or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bob Cratchit. <laughs> Bob I didn't Cratchit. think about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. day is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't miss it. <laughs> Go get that biggest turkey in the market, Bob. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050, WTCA, Plymouth. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Cammie McCormick. The Omicron variant is worrying so many health officials ahead of Christmas, like Dr. Mark Snyder in Boston. We're in a place where over 100 million Americans